Welcome. It is the Ski Bum Podcast, and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Back. It's been, it feels like it's been a while, but it's uh, it's good. There's a lot going on. A lot of good mojo in the air. A lot of good mojo in the air. And we're trying to send good mojo to our pal, who was our main topic interview this week, our pal, Mike Arciro. He is the New England sales rep for... Terracia, which is a sponsor of this podcast. And yeah. our boy had a little nasty incident and tore his ACL at the end of February, but he's on mm. the mend. He's doing great. So we're sending him positive vibes. We had a great conversation with him, kind of covered a couple of different topics, which we think you're going to enjoy. So check that out in the main topic. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out at skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bum Podcast. YouTube, we're also there. I think it's at Ski Bum Podcast or just look for our name. You'll find us there. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Also, if you like what we're doing, please, patreon.com slash Ski Bum Podcast. Become a patron. Help us out. Help us grow this bad boy. Spread the love. Have it be bigger. Should we do a ski trip next year? Should we get be a gathering of the bums? What should we do? Should do a bum gathering. That's we should thinking. do a bum gathering. There's a lot of things we would like to do. So, with this Patreon community, I don't know one of our thoughts is hash out ideas, figure out new things to do, new ways to make it interesting. If you want to get involved in the ground floor, maybe you could do that. Maybe you could be like a bum producer. We got a lot of ideas and thoughts and we want to get some feedback from people and see if we could kind of grow this together as a giant community because without the listeners without you guys like it's just us talking and that's cool but it's not nearly as cool as it could be if we have more people involved so just a lot of yapping right now just a lot of yapping patreon.com slash ski podcast check it out boom terracia we just mentioned them Big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Terracia, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com. Premium cold weather solutions. Their mission is to create best in class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment designed with thoughtful features and fit and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They fully believe in the idea that good product can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Go to their website, terracia.com. Use the code TERRACIABUM, all one word, 15% off. Boom. I'll even spell it for you. T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M. One word, yeah. 15% off. Boom. Thank Bumming you, Terracia. Bumming it up. Mario, let's kick this off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Select squeeze again. See, we're doing we're doing the Monday at Pray today or the Monday podcast, which again, mm. it's Saturday morning, Monday night. Like you're not getting we you're not getting up. raw, crazy at Pray today's. Like we'll admit that. Like I yeah, you're not getting post happy hour operate today, third operate for the day kind of stuff. We're not doing like, you know, triple bourbon, you know, like eight fingers of freaking basil Hayden or something. <laughs> we're gonna that have a podcast again. Yeah, this summer we're gonna have some silly podcasts, and we were just talking about it before we started recording. We've been talking to our buddy Tim from Ski Rex Media, and we have some cross motionation 
plans to do some something a little fun and different for the summer. Yeah. We have a think tank going up at the mountain. So while skiing, there's a lot of thinking and talking and creating. Cross so. promotion, cross modulation. We're gonna do some cool things with Tim. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun over the summer. So you know what? There may not be snow on the ground where you are, but there will always be snow in your mind and in your ears. In your heart. Snow in your heart. <laughs> snow in your heart. <laughs> if you watch the movie Frozen with Elsa, you know that's a bad thing, but this case is gonna be good. It's my daughter's like favorite movie. So Aww. we watch it a lot. Medically it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying. It is. It is. We're gonna warm your heart while still having ice in our heart. If that makes well, any if you sense eat at all. snow, then you're ingesting the snow, and that's water that's actually non-frozen snow. Right it's there. true. So you do have snow in your heart, right? Snow in your heart. Yes. <laughs> so Maria, what do you what do you have? Squeeze again? So it's called Select Squeeze. Is the uh, the manufacturer is called um, Hint of Sweet. So it is a I had to look it up because it's a nano emulsified. That's the name. Nano emulsified cannabis oil. So it's like really small particles that kind of get right into you. Um, rather than waiting 45 minutes, it hits you in about 10 minutes. Who's got minutes. 45 minutes? Who's got 45 minutes? I want to feel the effect now. But you could actually have it like a regular drink. And then if you want another, you get another drink and boom, there you go. You can you can so dose. How, so how, how much have you put into that? beverage that you're currently consuming damn uh only five milligrams five milligrams and is that is that like per squeeze or is it like a, a cup yeah. you pour into or so there's like a little squeeze cup on the top and you actually okay. it's almost like the listerine thing you squeeze it and it fills up the top cup to a certain amount and then you just pour it in it okay measures it exactly which is nice what's the most you've ever done in one of those I've had three of these before. It's like 15 milligrams. Just 15? Kind of Never just like, dude, like drink this whole goddamn bottle. We're going to, we're going to find Jesus up. tonight. Oh, my wife and I hit the bottle pretty, pretty hard. We, uh, we probably killed half a bottle for uh, one day. It's kind okay. of, uh, <laughs> so about six drinks, you know, it's kind of like buzzing, but I tell you, what, woke up the next day, fizz a fiddle, ready to go again. It was good. That's the beauty that we drink, right? Is that you don't have that hangover. It is. And I tell you what, it takes the edge off better than alcohol. Like you have one of those, you feel kind of nice, you know? Yeah. I know my problem is, my problem is like, I think it was, was it Friday or I think it was Friday night. I just, you know, long week. We'd gone out to dinner. That's what it was. I had a margarita at dinner Mm. and I got home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have another margarita. And my problem is, you know, when you have little kids, like they go to bed pretty early. And you should be smart enough to know that your clock is ticking from yep. there, like when they're going to wake up. It's like, bro, you can stay up four more hours if you want. Like I was watching like all these like dumb, like comedy things on YouTube. Hilarious, but dumb. I'm watching and I'm like, I'll watch another one. Like I'm going to watch some classic Mitch Hedberg. I'm going to uh. watch this. And it's like my lights, my timer for my lights is like 1203 and they turned off and I'm like, hmm, I got to brush my teeth and go to bed now. And lo and behold, quarter to six. Guess yeah. who's in bed? It's you like, have nice five hours of sleep, Dad. You're like, you, like, you're dumb. You're so dumb. You're old enough to know better and you're still dumb. But it happens. Dude, margaritas for me, like, that's, it's like, because again, one's great, two's great, three's even better. So you're like, it's like, just having, and they're great going down. They're delicious. You get a little silly. 
But the problem is the next goddamn morning, you're just done. It's just the alcohol just, I don't know. It just wears on me a little bit. Like, it dries you out. You can't recover yeah. as fast. It's like, and there's sluggish. No- it's just weird. Like, what happened? Right? Yeah. And with age doesn't help either. Like, none of it helps. Like, everything is stacked against you, but yet you still do it. Still do it. And I still, I still do it. I still, you know, had, I had mimosas. So what I've been doing now, make mimosas, right? With weed. With weed. But then I still use the weed and I make a real mimosa. Yeah. I call that the, the, uh, riding the lightning. That's Run. the, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the speedball. That one's going to get you. I think you guys got to figure out in Florida how to, you know, cross pollinate oranges and weed. I mean, that would just take a lot. That would take a lot of, of the, uh, hear me out. Grapes for the champagne or the whatever we're calling it, the sparkling wine. Yeah. Weed infused grapes plus weed infused oranges. And you just Ooh. have the perfect mimosa then. That's perfect. Right? That's perfect. I love it. Like, and that's what I like doing with this. Like, put it in my little mimosa. I put it in my coffee in the morning. Having coffee, I'm like, you, you know go. what? Throw a little bit in there. Why not? Bang. Yeah. Make a smoothie for breakfast. Boom. Squeeze. Squeeze <laughs> that shit up. Cereal. Put it in the milk. Boom. Right? Milk. Boom. No, no. Don't throw away the milk. You got to drink it all. <laughs> That's what Michael Jordan had in his Wheaties. Right? That's right. Wheaties. Prove otherwise. Wheaties. Prove otherwise. That's right. Yeah. So like it's a Monday night. So what am I doing? I just. What you got? I got. I got a San Pellegrino Essenza. Damn. Like, you just put some weed in that. It'd be great. I should. Blood orange and black raspberry. And you know what? Because my wife has gotten me into this guy. Like, I don't know what his name is. He's on Instagram. This this guy. He's, I don't even know what his name is, but he's got some blog about like healthy healthy eating and food and ingredients and crap. He's living rent-free in my head. And I can't even drink these anymore without feeling guilty. You know why? Because of one goddamn ingredient. Natural flavors. Natural flavors. Like, that's bad, apparently. Because you know what? What could be a natural flavor? asbestos semen it doesn't it don't have to tell poop. you it's just natural poop it, it's just natural so wow just natural flavors oh so the only seltzer that's really bobby approved because this guy's bobby and he's approved stuff the apparently fuck does bobby know who's bobby who's bobby who the hell bobby at? bobby knows like he just like you know he knows and you don't who want bobby to admit he knows, knows but he knows but he knew he didn't know jack i've been making fun of him forever but now i i, I just he's again in my head rent free i think dr about bobby is dr bobby now I forget what his name, like, I'm going to look him up now because we're talking about this. Bobby approved. What's this? Who's this clown? He's got an Bobby app and everything. So why doesn't he approve natural flavors? Flav City. F-A-L-V-C-I-T-Y. Flav City. That's like his thing. He's why like doesn't he like natural healthy. flavors? What the hell is wrong with him? Again, because you don't know what it is. It's natural. Yes. But so is asbestos, isn't it? I don't know. Flav City. He's like, it's got to be like Bobby approved or whatever. And like, it's a meal prep guy. Yeah. What the hell does this guy know about I don't Bobby know. I don't know, but I can't drink like other seltzers now. Like, I'm, it's just. Well, yeah, dude, he would, get, he would get thrown around in the, in the octagon. Screw that. I ain't listening to this guy. You know what it is? It's just, you get to a certain point in your life. You know, it's Bobby like, approved getting choked out. It's Bobby approved. <laughs> These nuts are Bobby approved. These nuts <laughs> These are Bobby approved. That's right. These nuts. Uh, <laughs> Probably gonna prove these nuts. Yeah, Doctor D's nuts. Freaking seltzer, like just with, I don't know. Oh no, it's not Bobby approved. It's not. 
because of natural flavors. Why are natural flavors wrong? Maybe we'll do an episode about that this summer. I don't I know. I find out why natural flavors. I love nature. Natural approved. So that's what I'm working with. Why don't they put the flavors that they're putting in there? Well, it's like I got some. So I got a smoker. I got a Traeger grill. Nice. That's what. I've been obsessed with this monster for the last couple of weeks. Nice. Briskets and ribs. So, you know what? I'm going to post a lot of barbecue pictures this summer because you know yeah. what? I don't have pictures of snow to post because, you know, we don't live in somewhere epic like Utah or California. So I'm going to post barbecue pictures. I made. Made with I made, natural flavors? No, that's the thing. The rub that I got, it's it's got, it tells you everything except there's one little chunk because it's like granulated garlic and onion or dehydrated onion and garlic and salt. And then it has right. something that's just spices. Like that's what you're telling me. Spices. Like what the hell does that mean? Just spices, just spices, It's spices. Well, in a way they don't want to tell you that it's just the some simple spice. sauce, you know? Right. So I get that. But I think but. it's something green. I think it might be oregano or something that I don't love. You know, like I've, because I'm still an amateur in my barbecue game, I haven't made my own rub. That's coming. Oh. Like I, that's going to be like by July, August, I'm going to be like, I'm making my own rubs, bro. Like there's just not enough cumin or paprika in the rubs that I'm buying. So you got to check with, uh, you got to, you got to bounce ideas off of Steve. He's had the trigger for years. Yeah. Well, I saw he our said, friends. So he said the, uh, the way the smoking, it doesn't make sense to smoke it all the way. You smoke it for a few hours and then you just finish it on the grill. For some things, yeah. For some things, yeah. I made uh, pork belly burnt ends last week. Nice. And they were out of this world. They were meat candy. They were unreal good. (laughs) They're so good. I did ribs for the first time this past weekend. Solid B plus. Maybe a 90, maybe 89, 90, if we're being generous. Yeah, I just, just, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So anything that, if it's not, if I don't have an orgasm when I eat it, there's there's room for improvement. That's how I, I operate. I, I have a very tough grading policy on my own meat. My brisket mm. that I made the first time, it's probably like a C plus, B minus, like 78, 79 around there. Wow. Everyone that tried it loved it, but I'm like, eh, it's not quite moist enough. I don't hmm. totally love it. I don't have my smoke rings not big enough. Like I'm, I'm very hard on my barbecue. Looking but at those, that smoke ring. That pork belly burnt ends though, that was A plus plus out of this nice. world. Like AP barbecue, I'm still I'm getting like a five That's been my my new hobby now is is smoking things and it's getting out of control. Out of control. Yeah, I've been that. looking at this. Uh, they're talking about drinking water and what's uh, why it's good or why it's not good. I don't know. Bobby approved electrolytes. Like reverse osmosis is bad, but like the other kind is good. Like I'm telling Why you, man. Why is reverse osmosis bad? It's I don't know. I don't it's know. Filter. Like someone's got a problem with everything. So Bobby has a problem with, because they could use, so MSG and animal secretions and all sorts of stuff that are animal product can be considered natural, natural flavors. flavors, even if it's a vegan product. There you go. So... There you go. You can't, you know, it's almost better to uh, just don't listen to anybody about anything anymore. Don't listen to anybody. Don't be too healthy. You're just wasting your time. You're going to die anyway. Yeah. Right. Die with a smile. I will tell you though, ice cream has been messing me up lately. Ooh, ice cream, huh? There's one ice cream place like right by us that we go to sometimes. Dude, that's your Achilles heel. 
you know what? I think it's just this ice cream place because I go there like and now went there early in the day, like four o'clock. Like usually if I'm eating ice cream, like I'm done for the day. I'm just going <laughs> to pass out on the couch. Just give me the whole pint, you know, <laughs> but like to be to eat ice cream and then to go do something like try to keep up with the kids. And like I was falling asleep. It was like five o'clock. I'm like standing up, like just ready to fall down. Ice cream just knocked me out. Like, I don't know what they're putting in. I don't know if it's just this place. I don't know. I used to, I used to put down a whole ice cream cake and be good to go. Ready to start the day. You you were good to go. Ready to start the day. Just ate a whole Oreo ice cream cake. Ready to go. Ready to go. Not this place. So you got to watch out. Like if your wife starts bringing ice cream home every day, she's trying to kill you. Trying to take me out. Trying to take you out, man. One one scoop at a time. That's right. (laughs) Or in your case, one pint at a time. Forget Smith and Wesson. It's Ben and Jerry. That's right. (laughs) You're like, look, Brian, they were on sale at Costco. I got a 12 pack. Oh, God. We're buying a new freezer. Days are numbered. Days are numbered, yeah. We got a new freezer. And look, it comes with all this ice cream right here. Yeah. How much ice cream could you eat in like 48 hour period? Dude, I don't even know. Not anymore. Like my, my old me, I could put down like eight pints of Ben and Jerry's. Damn. The Vermont's there's still some like a reality, like five or six years ago. Now, how how long would it take you to get through a Vermont? The bananas are what I couldn't deal with. No bananas. You still think just, just scoops alone. You think you could take out the Vermont? I still think I could. If you if you eliminated the problem is that it's was it four brownies, four bananas, and like like I don't know a cup of walnuts or something. I think that's the toppings you have to consume. It's those the brownies I could work with. The bananas, like I'm not a banana guy to begin with, but four of them, like that's that's my undoing. So full Vermont is twenty scoops of ice cream. Dude, I could destroy twenty scoops of ice cream. I could have Thanksgiving yeah, dinner and still eat 20 scoops of ice cream. I want, I want to translate that into pints. And then you could do a pint challenge for yourself. I think it's four scoops to a pint. Four scoops to a pint? Does that sound about right? I would say a pint, is four, a pint is four scoops. Pint is four scoops. There we go. You can You can usually divide a pint of ice cream into two cups and four scoops. Okay, so we're talking five pints. Five pints. Five in one pints. Second. Five pints. Believe, How many brownies? Two brownies, two bananas. They say four. They say four of each, I think. Holy, four bananas? Yes. Dude, can you just sit and eat four bananas as it is? It's a lot. I can't. I can barely. I don't like bananas. Like, I have maybe one. I have to. So I'm saying you can't even eat the four bananas. You're out. You're tapping out even before you start. Yeah. Can't do the time. Can't do it. That's that's what kills me. Yeah, that's what kills me. And then how many brownies? Like two brownies, three brownies, four even brownies? If even if it's four, you know what? Because I would, if I had the four brownies, I would adjust my ice cream flavors so I could better accommodate the brownies. So I wouldn't mm. go for like the heavy duty flavors that had all the brownies and the stuff in it. I would get the lighter flavors. So almost like I'm Cold Stone creamerizing my Vermonster. But you don't get to pick your flavors. They, they of pick you one do. of each. No, you pick your flavors. You're a gentleman. Like you choose the ones that work for you. All right. All right. Yeah. But okay. Sit down, eat four bananas and four brownies. You can't even do that. Yeah, I can't do that. 
I don't know. I think you're you're thinking lofty. You sit down with five pints and you try <laughs> to take them out. I want to see how far you get. I got you at three, maybe. So I got you is, at tapping out at three. Once they soften up, like it's it's on, baby. Like get a little bit of that. Still got you tapping out at like three. A half an hour drive home from the from the supermarket <laughs> in like June, like boom, like I could just like shotgun like two easily, like two pints. Tap, tapping down, out at three. Even before I sit down, I got two pints down. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to your wife about setting up a challenge. I believe in me. You know, surprise you. Brian, look what we got. We got a Vermonster challenge for you. Surprise Vermonster challenge. <laughs> Five pints and, and a brownie and some uh, <laughs> bananas. As long as I have my spade shovel and I can just like hop down on my seat, like just to <laughs> aid in digestion. Is <laughs> that battle of the buffets? Battle of the buffets. Goddamn. I've seen that lady. Well, I don't know if she's alive anymore. No, she's that dead. was a long she's, time she's ago. Definitely dead. Like, yeah. Why don't they have that stuff on anymore? Like, battle five of pints? Five pints? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, Maricone Dream, you know? Yeah. Maricone Dream. I'd probably pick. I don't know if I go with the cookie dough. Those chunks of the cookies, like that's, I think I would avoid those type of flavors, you know, with too much stuff. That's why you you get mud tracks. Was it moose tracks? Moose tracks, like cherry Garcia. That'd be a solid option. That's, cherry yeah, Garcia, Maricone Dream. You gotta get the vanilla. They have a vanilla. Oh, right? vanilla is not even. It's almost too easy. It's almost too, too easy. easy then, right? Yeah. How about it's, like the the regulars? Vanilla, chocolate, butterscotch. I want to make sure we got something like peanut buttery too, because we want something like as salty as possible too. It's kind of kind of counter all the sweetness. Why don't you just put salt on it? Salt it up. Well, they say (laughs) a lot of well, uh, they say a lot of the people they choose to have French fries with this. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, twenty scoops. They recommend four to five flavors for best results. For best results, huh? Yeah. Well, then you get the brownie. Four whole bananas. God damn. Oh, three cookies and a brownie. Three cookies and a... Ah, what kind of cookies, though? I think they're just like chocolate chip. See, that could be... How about a fry cookie? Cookie made out of fries. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, four servings of hot fudge or hot caramel. Four servings. Damn. And then ten spoonfuls of chopped walnuts. There it is, the Vermonster. I think you gotta like to train. You gotta do like the toppings and then do the ice cream and see if you can do them separate. Even those four bananas, though. Like that's what I'm saying. Fuck those four bananas. Gonna start with the four bananas. I don't want the four bananas. That's uh, that's the only thing holding me back. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's, that's the only thing. That's Doctor, it. That's the only thing holding them back. The cardiologist is like, oh, great. I'm glad they have those bananas in there. Save uh, Brian's heart. The single, the one healthy thing in there, Brian wants no part of. You got your fucking insurance actuary listening to this. You're like, oh, he's not taking it. He can't do it because of the bananas. Can't do it. Oh, that's like the only healthy thing in there. Pistachio, pistachio. You got to go with that one. That, that and the nuts are the only thing that's healthy. Banana and nuts. That's it. Pistachio, pistachio. <laughs> Cherry Garcia. Maricone Dream. That's uh, that's where I'm starting. 
It's only three, right? You can do the, three. You can do the three flavors. I could. Like they have vanilla. Like I could do that too. Vanilla caramel fudge. Oh. Can I can I use the non dairy ones? Is that legal? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it is legal. Oatmeal dream pie. That sounds yummy. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're gonna have to look into it. Yeah. There we go. So you know, maybe it'll happen this summer. Maybe. <laughs> what do you win if you get it? Diabetes. That's what you win. You get a you get a free empty bucket, pretty much. <laughs> free empty bucket and a bunch of sadness. <laughs> Here's your empty buckets. Uh... Get an empty bucket and some some body issues afterwards. Oh, free trip to the toilet. That's <laughs> right. Chance to go right some... to. The... Turlet. Chance the Rapper flavors, which are apparently not good. Rapper Chance the Rapper flavors. Chance the Rapper flavors. They have like dog flavored ice cream, or not dog flavored, <laughs> like ice cream for dogs. <laughs> oh, I get that at the uh, supermarket all the time. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. They have bacon flavor, bacon peanut butter. There's your bacon. Use the dog oh. flavor, bacon peanut butter. <laughs> can, I, can I use the dog <laughs> ice cream? You got something salty. Can I put the dog <laughs> ice cream on there? Just a few scoops. Yeah, there we go. We'll break it up. That's that's getting them. Nice. Green dog ice cream has less sugar and they have like all the, you know, bacon. No chocolate though. No chocolate. Oh, the Dublin mudslide. That one's tremendous. Yeah. Irish cream ice cream with chocolate chip cookies and coffee fudge swirls. Damn. That's a very good one. Now I want ice cream. Dude, right? Me too. I like any ice cream that has like pie in it. Oh, so dude. they had that apple pie with the crust. They, they had one with cherry. It was like a cherry mm. pie one. Or it might have been another brand, but anything with a piece of pie in it, damn good. Yeah, they got some yummy ass flavors there. Mm. Those hippie uh, bastards. Hippie bastards. Pumpkin cheesecake. Hippies? It's fucking Unilever. That's true. <laughs> Bunch of Wall Street ass bitches. <laughs> Wall Street ass <laughs> tie wearing bitches. Patagonia vest wearing motherfuckers. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's who they are. Ski house buying motherfuckers. Well, speaking of Patagonia vest wearing. Let's go to ski news. So Patagonia is getting involved in the little Cottonwood Canyon, Utah gondola debate. Wow. We've been talking about this story for years now. We all know Little Cottonwood, home of Alta, Big Snow, at Utah, Big Snow, <laughs> Alta and Snowbird out in, in Utah. There's been some debate because over the years, they're trying to figure out a way to improve the traffic flow up the canyon. And couple of weeks ago i think right after we posted our last podcast with our folks from ski talk trisha and phil puglisi which you should definitely check out because that was an awesome interview there was a big dumping of snow another one yes out in utah and both the cottonwoods big and little were closed for multiple days i think big cottonwood was maybe like a day and change but little cottonwood was closed for two days because of the avalanche hmm. so this has been an issue People were like, there was actually avalanche warnings at Snowbird. Like they were telling people to get into the nearest building as soon as possible. Like it was, it was pretty sketchy. So they've been trying to figure out how do we get more people 
in and out of the canyon without all these crazy traffic jams and problems we've been having. So three of the solutions were a train, cog train, increased bus service, and gondola. the gondola. So as of last summer, the Utah Department of Transportation chose the gondola option to mitigate the traffic problems. And now we are at this debate. Um, since they chose that option, there has been increased scrutiny and debate rallying environmental organizations and companies like Patagonia, which oppose the construction of the gondola. Hmm. Both sides of the argument have presented facts supporting their case on why the gondola is either positive or negative for the community and the environment. The taxpayers of Utah will pay the overall price tag, $500 million, and the estimated $7 million per year to run and operate the gondola. See, that's what everybody forgets. It's not the original price tag. It's you got to come up with $7 million a year. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, maintenance and operating costs to keep that thing in yeah. in shape to be running. So that's what's brought much criticism for those who do not support the gondola project, stating that there are other more cost-effective and environmentally friendly options. Critics also argue the price of $500 million could be utilized in different areas that could keep Utah's residents or that could help Utah's residents, like providing meals for the homeless, raising the cost of teacher salaries, providing scholarships to students, and assisting local farmers during drought. That's still not going to help the um, path there. <laughs> One criticism of the gondola is that it only provides access to two resorts, Alta and Snowbird, and leaves out other parts of the canyon with points of interest that guests could visit. Solitude Mountain Resort and Brighton Resort are not much farther away in Big Cottonwood Canyon. All four ski resorts face the same problem of only having one access road and the same road for guests to travel out of. We can have stops. Yeah. So Patagonia has publicly disapproved of the plans for the gondola project and has rallied its grassroots organizations to oppose the construction of the gondola. Patagonia's website has an activism tab on its homepage, which provides information of how individuals can get involved and confront environmental issues. So they have a thing on their website said, save little Cottonwood Canyon, save it. The past summer, the Utah department of transportation announced its preferred solution to reducing traffic congestion in Utah's little Cottonwood Canyon, the world's longest, most expensive gondola. Spanning eight miles and costing Utah taxpayers an estimated $1.4 billion, it would only stop at two private ski areas, leaving others to still deal with traffic congestion and jeopardize climbing areas, trails, and watershed that supplies nearly 60% of Salt Lake Valley's drinking water. Hmm. Bottom line, instead of solving traffic congestion, the gondola could potentially make it worse for all but the select resort users who can afford a ticket while forever marring a pristine and prized landscape. Wow. We can help the fight. We have until April 18th, which is tomorrow, to tell UDOT a gondola has no place in our canyon and it should not be exempt from the roadless rule. Send this message to UDOT or use it as inspiration to craft your own. Hmm. So they even got like a pre-written email on their site, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's wild. Yeah. 
So now on the, supporting not doing it. Yes. So on the other side of the debate are the proponents of the gondola project who also argue why it would benefit the region. Utah Department of Transportation has stated that the gondola would be exempt from the roadless rule because it is not a road or any timber removal would be incidental. UDOT also states the USDA Forest Administration as the agency that is responsible for handling policies and regulations regarding trailheads and recreational sites. UDOT added, if the USDA Forest Service identifies a need to increase transit service at the trailheads, it can work with UTA to implement it. Hmm. So they they, uh, initially had 124 possible solutions to the traffic issue. Hearing all the proposals and going through the necessary steps to formulate the best course of action. I want to know what all the proposals were. You know, somebody had something ridiculous, like Like a slingshot. slingshot. We talked about a trebuchet, right? (laughs) I'm sure there was like some trebuchet guy. There had to be something crazy. like Underground tunnel, pneumatic tube. Where's the boring company? Did they put a proposal in there? Oh, because they would accept that. Yeah. Boring company would have been great. So it says supporters believe the proposed gondola is the best solution to the traffic nightmare plaguing state route 210. Every winter with skiers heading up to the mountains, Alta and Snowbird offer, um, they offer free bus shuttle service to their guests from their resorts to help mitigate traffic congestion. Proponents of the gondola project believe that the answer to the traffic problem is mass transit and the time to mitigate it is now. They point to the past when 30 years ago, a similar mass transit solution was presented and voted against. It was a light rail system that would help stem the traffic congestion in the same manner as the gondola project is designed to do as well. The area's population has grown dramatically over the last 30 years, and proponents of the gondola urge voters and lawmakers to plan for the area's future now. Hmm. So, Not a bad idea. It's not. So, but, yeah. now, you know what? It's like I get where Patagonia is coming from, but I, I also what they have, why they have a stick in this. That's what I'm wondering. Well, that's that's the interesting thing, because there was the one specific line where they talked about our canyon. Yeah, I'm like well, they're from Utah, aren't they? Or no? Are they? I'm not exactly sure if they are or not. <laughs> Based in Ventura, California. Yeah. You know, like, and I, you know, Patagonia is always going to come from that. Like, Hey man, don't touch the earth. Like we're not going to, we don't want to touch anything. The world is a perfect virgin mother. Like we do not want to touch her at all. She's pristine the way she is. And we don't want to even move a rock if we don't have to. And I get that. It's like, but I also live in reality where People are going to go and ski in Alta and Snowbird, you know? And if you look at the amount of accidents that have happened also in the last couple of years, those have rapidly increased. So people are actually getting very injured or dying because they're driving up these roads. So like, whose team are you really on? Are you on team earth? Are you on team people? Like I know me, I'm on team people. Because, yeah, I'm kind of on team people. I am at people, and you know, I, I 
you're not again that whole argument too of hey you could use this to feed the homeless or hey you could increase teachers wages like that is the most ridiculous argument that's being like hey man you bought a bmw you could have bought a chevrolet and given that money to a teacher too right it's like i mean the money was allocated for a certain purpose which you know that would be the roads if they want to raise money for something else then raise it for something else but i I don't make apples into oranges that's it's it is what it is right yeah, that kind of argument is like that. When I hear that, like that's what I'm like. You know what? You've lost me at that point because now you're just, you're just, you, you'll use anything to push your agenda. Like you'll, you'll just, yeah. Well, I don't like when people make that comparison because it's like it's not a fair comparison. If you had backing to get your way to use the money to feed the homeless, then you would have presented something and it would have passed, and you would be feeding the homeless. Don't yeah. say that. Oh, you could have used that money for this other purpose. Well. You could also presented that purpose to be funded, and that could have been done too. That's like, hey, if we got rid of every corrupt senator, I would have to pay as many taxes, and I could afford more lift tickets to go ski at Alten Snowbird. Yeah, I'd love to use that argument, but you know what? It doesn't fly anywhere. Well, that's like we we were talking to somebody at Snowbound, and you know, it's kind of you get into the discussion that you know they were talking about um, how detrimental it is. Uh, some of this ice melt where, where, you know, he was telling us a, a story about, I guess there's a train that used to go and, and the, uh, the glacier was right there. You take the train out to the glacier um, and now it's receding because of global warming. But then you also ask, well, if you want to protect the earth, then why do you have a train that goes out there to see the glacier? Why yeah. wouldn't you just stay at home and just hope that the glacier is fine? But do you really have to go see it? So you start getting into camping and hiking, like, oh, it's ruining the camping and hiking. Well, you don't have to be out in the wilderness. You could leave that and nature could take it back and it would be nice and the animals would be undisturbed. But yeah. we want to go and see it. So it's you have this industry of tourism, so it's snow and, and environmental tourism. But is it is the tourism worth the damage that it does to the environment? Because it yeah. does do some damage. So. Why do, you have, a, why do you have a house, you selfish piece of shit? You should be living <laughs> off the land, man. That's right, man. You know, like you could, you could make that Why are you argument. driving a car, man? You should be walking. Yeah, you can make this argument down to the stupidest level of any yeah. way of spending any money or spending any time. And no. it really, it, it just takes away because you're never going to find a solution then. You know, yeah. like, what's the problem? Problem is traffic here. How do we el- eliminate traffic? When you start bringing everything else in, well, we could be spending this money on something else, man. It's like, well, we're not talking about that right now. We're fixing this problem. Yeah. How are we going to fix this problem? It's it's scope creep is really what it is. Scope creep. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's also just you know everybody has their own agenda for everything. They'll start talking about one thing and then change it to talk about what they had on their mind to talk about in the first place. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, like, hey man, that's a nice that's a nice sweatshirt you got. It's Patagonia, right? Well, oh, you know, Patagonia is uh, protesting this thing, and you should get on the the. You know, I don't know. I mean, some people you could have bought the same sweatshirt money. at Walmart, man, and taking that money and giving it to a teacher, but you bought a Patagonia one. Yeah, and and why do you listen to them when they come out with this news report? Because you like the Patagonia brand, right? Do you like what they stand for? Do you agree with it? Or are you just going to go along because you like the brand? Yep. I don't know. Very interesting. 
Now, if they sponsored us, I'd be like, they're fucking right. And everything <laughs> they say is both. Step the guy to let me in. I'll step myself to the bulldozer, you know? It's right. But because we're not on the payroll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk about the other side of that shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I still think it'd be really cool to see the gondola. And you know what? Like, this is a weird thing, too, of where we are as a country, as a society, as a culture. They're saying how they are going to be building the world's longest, most expensive gondola in a negative way. I mean, imagine, yeah. like, think about, like, the World's Fair, like, way back in the day. That was, this like... the largest gondola in the yeah. world. Yeah. There you're like bragging about, oh my God, we're building the world's longest gondola. Like, this is awesome. And now no, it's like anymore. you're building the world's longest gondola. Hmm. You should feel ashamed of yourself. Yeah. So we're trying to be great. And are we going to be ashamed now? What the hell? Come on, man. Yeah. Are we supposed to like want to be innovating and building newer, bigger, longer, stronger products? Like, isn't that what America's always done? Only if it's eco friendly. It's not eco friendly. Shouldn't be building it, man. And, and that's that to me is the the weirdest thing. Again, like I've 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 listened to a bunch of different sides of this debate. You know, like hearing different people present both sides. And the one thing that is weird about the way people who are extremely environmentally like pro environment, they seem to think that the Earth again is this like virgin, innocent, sweet unchanging perfect environment have you looked at the history of our planet and how many times it's been hit by asteroids volcanoes have gone off earthquakes have happened heat yeah ice ages like it like i was watching a show and they were talking how the um the poles actually changed north and south have have flipped isn't it every like is it every fifteen thousand years or there's something there's, like that? They actually yeah. say the uh, you could tell by the iron and like some of the materials there the cells are lined up a certain way and like it's it's opposite after a certain number of years in geology. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and again, like I don't like I I try to be as environmentally conscious. Like I, I hate waste. Like I don't I never yeah. want to like you know use a product too much or throw it on the floor or like, you know, like I don't, I don't believe in, you know, being just like a general asshole, but I also think that a lot of this environmental stuff is there's another agenda going on in terms of, Hey man, we're going to make a ton of money if these people don't do this because we're going to have a whole different plan that we want to implement. So all the money it's dude. Every time, if you really want to know the answer to everything, follow the goddamn money you yep. every time going to a certain place for a certain reason and that that's your answer right there yeah all right speaking of following the money follow that money son 2023 2024 indie passes are no longer on sale why yep. following the money people people use their money and they bought them because it's such a good deal um yep. so to preserve the independent and Uncrowded skiing experience we all all know and love. We decided to pause the 23-24 pass sales. So they remain committed to each of the unique ski areas on the Indy Pass and plan to work them, uh, work with them over the summer to evaluate capacity limits and shape the best possible winter for um, the shared pass holders. So they're saying a limited number of passes may 
be released this fall. So sign up for the waitlist today to be the first in line for the 23-24 passes. This is like buying a pair of Air Jordans now. It's Man. like you got to get in line. You got to hope you got the right ticket because you know what? They may be out of size 10s. By- you know, we should be the assholes like Ticketmaster. Just buy them all and resell them at like twice the price. <laughs> That's so essentially what happens with your tickets. Accounts. That's right. That's right. But that's essentially what happens, right? They Ticketmaster goes out, says, "Yeah, I'm going to be that asshole." They buy all the tickets, and then they're like, "Okay, I'll give it to you for twice the price." Yo, man, you need an indie pass. Yes, that could be that's us. Indie pass right guys. here. Oh, well, yeah, imagine well, a van. Open up the van, be like, "Yo, man, I got your indie pass. I got your gold pass. What you need, man?" <laughs> USA Gold Sun, check it out. Check it out. Yeah, well, this kind of started. We we knew something was up when that Entebani Systems bought IndyPass back in, I think it was late February, early yeah, March. That was a big deal. Yeah. Said there were definitely going to be some changes. It was kind of nice that they. Uh, it was interesting though. They said that all almost every one of the resorts that they had previously is remaining. I think they said 104. Out of 105 of the Indy Alpine resorts that were participating in 22-23 will return for next season. Dang. The only one being Snow Valley, California, which was acquired by Altera. Hmm. Now, I will go on record and say I bought an Indy Pass. I freaked out. I panicked. Look at you. I said, I love my Indy Pass so much this year. I just bought one. So I bought it. I bought it. I did like the ghetto like payment plan. So I'm paying like you know, 40 bucks a month for six months, 46 bucks a month. Is it like that Bronco? You're just going to sell it like for more money now? Bro, I haven't even gotten my Bronco yet. It's been almost three <laughs> fucking years. And I found out that the guy who was my sales contact, who was a useless dipshit, he's not even with the firm anymore. So they don't even know where my order is. So Are I- you shitting? They don't know where your order's at? I called them last week, gave them my freaking VIN number, and I didn't hear back from them. So I got to call them again tomorrow. Holy crap. You got to get all medieval on them and just be like, I want to talk to the fucking boss of this place. Like, that ain't right. Are, like, they are so dumb. I'm a high flute and ski bum, goddammit. Give me my car. I, I just I just want my stupid ass Bronco at this point. Like, I just can't even believe how, this ordeal. I can't wait to just, when I get it, to just... I'm going to go to talk about it this summer. I'm going to go on a rant and just rip this dealership to pieces. Oh yeah. Cause they They're terrible. They you should go it. right to, right to uh, Ford. I called the, the friggin' guy, like the head guy and like yeah. bitched. Yeah. And I finally got a response, but it's just like, I mean, these people are utterly useless. No, I'm saying call Ford customer service and bitch to them about the dealer and then they'll deal with the dealer. Yeah. Cause that's bullshit, man. Yeah. I know somebody yeah. got a uh, convert a, a convertible one. I think I told you about him, and he said he went to a place that had a ton of them. And what they're doing is people get them, they ride around for about you know not even ten thousand miles, and then they sell it for like ten grand more than they paid for it. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I don't know how much longer that's going to happen with interest rates being as high as they are. Yeah, I'm just that, saying that's what people were doing, I think and that that's why over. Yeah, and that's why I think your uh, reservation disappeared because he sold it to somebody for like a few grand. I would not be surprised in no. the slightest. Shady yep. as hell. Yep. The um, and I was looking just because why not? I was looking at the the Bronco Raptors, and those things they're charging still between twenty and forty over MSRP for these things. Wow. I'm like, you know what? I hope every one of those dealerships has to fucking eat those things because. 
again, this isn't 2021 when interest rates were zero, two percent. Like you're paying like seven, eight percent for a car loan now if you have really good credit. Like yeah. fuck those dealerships. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And fuck Ford for not goddamn building more of them. I know supply chains and chips and blah 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 blah. <laughs> Fucking make them. Fucking make them. Oh, you got screwed by your dealer. That's just, that's you had you should have had yours with the reservation that you had. Yep. And you got you got the shim sham put on you. That's the problem. Yep. Don't yep. blame Ford. Don't blame the car. Blame the damn dealer because you know yep. they did it to you. They screwed you. Part of me has to walk in there and be like, you know what? Ashley Schaefer BMW. Yeah, Ashley Schaefer BMW. That's where I should have gone. <laughs> you should have gone Ashley Schaefer BMW. <laughs> Anybody doesn't know where that's from. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Can't yeah, part of me wants to be like, you know what? I'm buying a fucking Tesla. Fuck off. Hey, want, I'm waiting I'll, for my Cybertruck. I'm going to get my Cybertruck before they call you up for your Bronco. It's this looking quite at this likely. rate. You're, you're pretty. I, I would not bet against you at this point. <laughs> I don't even know if that Cybertruck's ever going to get made. I do have a high reservation. I'm going to be the first one. I bet you everybody else has dropped out. They're all getting <laughs> yeah, right. whatever else they're getting. I'm going to get the tow, too. I'm going to get that little that uh, cargo thing they got to tow behind it. There you go. <laughs> got to get it. The cyber, whatever it is. It's like a cyber, I don't know, cargo thing or <laughs> sleep in that shit. That's the shame what you think of doing. <laughs> well, we got one more story here in the ski news. There are 17 resorts in the U.S. that have set snowfall records this season. Woot, woot. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you one that did not break his record. That would be Killington, Vermont. Or anything on the East Coast. Not even close. <laughs> I was going to say, there's nothing on the East Coast. They may have, maybe they made more snow, like record making of snow, but... yeah. Well, this is actually, when you read the list, it's actually all centered around a certain geographical area, which makes sense. But yeah, it's like that one whole area just got pounded. Pounded. And again, this is not going to surprise anyone. But here we go. Eagle Point, Utah, 367 inches. These are all records. Cherry Peak, Utah, 459 inches. China Peak, California, 549 inches, 701 at the summit. Damn. Heavenly, 566 inches. Jackson Hole, 595 inches. So that surprises me that that was a record. For Jackson? Yeah, remember Jackson Hole? Was it like three years ago, four years ago? Like they lost power. They had to evacuate because like they had so much snow. Yeah, I think there was actually like crazy wind and ice too. Yeah, but that's that's amazing that it's more than that. That's crazy. Uh Deer Valley, 598. Snow Basin, 602. Park City, 618. Bear Valley, California, 672. Kirkwood, 705. Mammoth, 705. 885 inches at the summit. Holy crap. Dodge Ridge Mountain, 731. Boreal, 735. Solitude, 783. Snowbird, 809. Brighton, 850. Alta, 870. Nine. Wow. God damn. And then close but not quite. Palisade Tahoe, 700. Sugar Bowl, California, 779. Damn. Yes. It's a lot that of damn snow, man. A lot of goddamn snow. I wonder yes. what the largest single snowfall storm has been. 
Yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah, that's tough because you got to kind of factor in time. Like, what do you consider one storm? Like, if a you storm know, comes, continuous. And it, it's, yeah, continuous for like a day or a day and a half. That's one storm, right? So I kind of wonder. Yeah, I mean, the storm. Look at yeah, look at Tahoe and Utah. I mean, that's where they all were. So there's, there's I'm gonna have to look at Utah and look at the average snowfall per month, and then in the in the heavy month, look at the average snowfall for each day and just see what the largest you might have that out. Largest yeah. snowfall for the day. Yeah. I'm sure you could find something. I know with Mammoth, they're saying they're gonna be open until at least the middle of July. At least that's their plan. Wow. Yeah, so I know there's been there's still a chance I could get some more shredding uh some more laps out there. Our pal Nick's trying to hook something up for mid June. So look at that. Look at awesome. that. That'll be fun. We will see if we can make that happen. That would be pretty awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up the old ski news. So on to our main topic and mentioned it earlier in the show. We had a great conversation with our pal, Mike Arciero. He is the New England sales rep for our sponsor, Terracia. And yeah, he's going to... Yeah, we had a good conversation with him about the brand, how it's evolved, what his role is. And also, like I mentioned earlier, he had a, a bit of an unfortunate injury. Yeah, he blew out his ACL back in February. And he walks us mm-hmm. through how it went down and what his treatment path was and how he's doing in his PT. And it's it's cool, it's inspiring, it's scary, uh, but it's it's kind of nice just to to know because you know i forget what the percentages but there's a decent amount of skiers that unfortunately get this injury and mm. hey maybe okay. it's a little uh little warning for what you could be uh, in for if it ever happens to you so we had a great conversation we're gonna think you enjoy it here's mike from Terracia. we have another very special guest this week it is our pal mike arciro from Terracia. mike welcome and thank you for joining us Thanks, guys. It's good to be back on. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast, but Too we have actually we've actually hung out in person several times since then, which is even better. Obviously, several times we hung out at Snowbound. You guys Allegedly. were there. No alleged. We hung out there. <laughs> we went to that really funky like bar after the Snowbound Festival. We had some tequilas. We had some That's laughs. Right. That's right. We actually skied together at Waterville Valley back in February. Skied together. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. We lined all that up. That's true. Yeah, like really a lot cool. of a lot of like yeah. yeah, the universe was in alignment a bunch of times this year. So thank you again for joining us. We do appreciate it. For so sure. Mike, you are the New England sales rep for Terracia. Tell us a little about your job, your role. What is it like every day to be Mike? Yeah. So yeah, Materia Outer, we're, we're a newer brand. We've been around for five, six years. You've probably heard me or my boss maybe on the pod before, but yeah, we're striving to be kind of New England's outerwear brand at a you know good price point with a high quality model, um, striving to hit both lifestyle and performance points. So making a shell, making an insulated product, having a smaller, tighter line to kind of fulfill skiers and just everyday people that need it in the office and whatnot. So yeah, I've been with the brand for three years and just trying to expand our wholesale accounts. So a day in the life for me is pretty much on the road when I'm healthy and able to 
go open new doors and manage existing doors and essentially grow accounts. Uh, most of my job kicking doors in. Yeah, I might be kicking doors in too. It's a, there's been a few of those. Check but, yourself. Someone's going to buy a new shell today. Yeah, you better honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of my job is show based. So we have like three or four trade shows uh, to show the line essentially to buyers in New England. So a lot of my job revolves around those shows. Those are important weeks of the year. But awesome. Yeah, so it's a fun ride. And how did you get started working with them? Yeah, so I met Eric, the founder and CEO, actually at the University of New Hampshire, where um, I just UNH. finished up school, essentially. Yeah, so UNH, and I actually met him at an event when he was first getting started, and the business was just .com based, you know, Shopify online store and uh, direct consumer. And I was like, you know, hey, why why aren't we selling the stores? This brand has a lot of legs. Let's try and you know expand people's knowledge of the brand because that's where people find new things is in stores. So that's what we did. Uh, started really small, um, and I'm happy to say next fall I've got 38 doors or something like that in New England, which is really nice. really great. Started at zero, and now we're at 38 across five states. So that's sweet. Zero yeah. to 38 in in what three years you've been there? Yeah, two and a half, three years. Yep. Dang! Wow. So now, yeah. if I if you were someone in the New England area. Where are some of the um, the big stores people can check Terracia's gear out at? Yeah, so the big name ones. I mean, Kittery Trading Post and Kittery, that's a big one. Uh, we work with Gorham Bike and Ski, which is a chain um, inside Southern Maine and New Hampshire. Uh, we're in Gorham Bike and Ski, North Conway, Sportoma, Boston Ski and Tennis right outside of Boston, and um, where are they? Westboro and Newton. Ski Monsters on Canal Street in Boston, oh, which is a big monster, one. Of course, yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, so those are the heavy hitters. We've got Aspen East and Base Camp Outfitters in Killington, if you're in that area. Southern Vermont, we got Tigart Mountain Sports, Norris House, um, and hopefully more soon. <laughs> so, yeah, that, those are kind of our bigger accounts, and we're working to grow all those territories even more, hopefully, next year. So Sweet. Now, what's, yeah. like, the hardest part of, of your job? Is it convincing the store owner to bring in a new brand like what like how does that like how does that conversation go i'm just curious yeah i mean the hardest thing is yeah again convincing and and they'll they'll be pushing back saying hey why why would i bring in terra if i have good brands already you know what's different and you got you know you gotta have to sell that local angles obviously a huge leg up we're a new hampshire based company which is cool we have no shipping issues whatsoever which is tough to find these days and we're able to fulfill our accounts because we're small and we're local and we're able to bring things in by air from asia you know small things like that help move the needle but yeah so translation you, know. you look at it and be like if you have a bunch of little ghetto bitches that want to buy like some subpar gear they can shop <laughs> at your store or they could shop terracia and get some baller ass stuff <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's a great sales pitch yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you need Mario to go on it he could be like your goon boom you drop on these sales drop the mic <laughs> you should take over Florida Southeast Territory yeah, yeah right there you, you go there's some business you. down there yeah. <laughs> they're wearing well they're wearing winter coats when it's 60 degrees right that's right you see Puffer Jack is that like what are you doing is that right? Fuck that's right crazy. Now. so that's why <laughs> as fuck so now what do you tell like, so what do you tell a um a sales rep, uh, I'm a store owner. If they're like, well, what, why should I bring in Terracy? What makes you different than, you know, one of the other big brands? Yeah. I mean, 
our styling is very different. We have definitely a progressive outlook on styling. Um, things look different. Anything from trim packages to colorways. I mean, the, the pockets are lined differently. I mean, you you have the Sorel in yellow. That's that's kind of a pockets unique looking jacket. On your stuff are awesome, and the colors are amazing. For sure. Yeah. And we use a lot of magnets too. Like we don't use any Velcro, which so when people see the magnets and they pop in and out, like probably on the bibs, you guys have noticed, but um, that's kind of a cool touch and it makes the customer feel like, Oh, you know, this is cool. This is something different. So touch points like that help again, the local angle. And again, it sounds cliche, but good price point at, you know, high quality. And that's honestly something we're striving for. So you know, coming in lower than a Nerona and Arcteryx with a similar-ish quality is something that's hard to find right now. Arcteryx, yeah, yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Flyla does a good job, but you know, that's that's kind of a good model for us as Flyla uh, as a benchmark brand. Nice. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know, like you mentioned before, having it in a store makes a big difference because once you actually try the product, you <clears throat> put it on, you do feel the quality in there. And like you said, the touch points of the magnets versus the Velcro, I didn't even realize it. So you mentioned it, but now that you did, I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. Cause I, I have the Sorrel. I love that shell because I've run really hot. I, I have the insulated jacket also, which looks beautiful. And I've had it on a couple of frigid days and it saved me, but if it's not like 25 and under, I'm just drenched. So the Sorrel is like yeah. my, that's my go-to. I love that thing. And uh, like I said, I met up with some of some some friends, some podcast listeners, and I had them check out the jacket. And they were like, wow, this is this is a really nice piece. And to your point, having it in the stores, getting people to try it out, touch it, see the little nuance, you know, I don't know yeah. if nuance is the right word, the little unique bits or different bits of quality, it really does just kind of sell the product itself. Right. And like, ideally, you know, direct consumers better because margins are better for the business. Uh, you're not selling at wholesale, you're selling at retail. But, you know, who the hell is typing in a newer brand, Terracy.com, without seeing it in store, touching, feeling? They want to feel, you know, they want to have some trust to spend $400 on a shell, a brand they haven't heard of. They have to do that by touching it and trying it on in store. Yeah. Unless you guys... you, they return it, of course. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They don't return it. They never return it. They <laughs> uh, don't like returns. Now, once we try it, I tell you what, like this stuff is, I thought, I thought the bib was going to be crazy. You sent me the bib. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to wear a bib. I will not ski without the bib anymore. Right on. That's cool to hear. And his, he it. actually doesn't even wear pants anymore. Normal pants. It's all overalls. No Because he's like, I need, <laughs> I, I need this bib feel all the time. I free ball the office. Pants. Like those, you know, those like old school, like 1920s bathing suits. He got one of those too, because it's like a boom. Bib. People are like, where's your yeah. belt? Like I, I roll my shirt and my belt and I just tie it around now. And I'm wearing the, the bib. It's oh, called fashion. Maybe you've heard of it. Shit. So you, you don't even wear long johns under it. Just free <laughs> nah, ball. Right in those bibs. Oh, come on. Just free ball. <laughs> yeah. Venting really comes in play. Yeah. That's right. Venting <laughs> is key. No, I love your stuff. That, that. Puffer jacket I wear. I've been in really cold weather. Just puffer. That's it. It's all I need. That's awesome. Cool to hear. Yeah, that's you know stuff like that. We're trying not to cut corners. Eric, actually, you guys know Eric. He's actually the best part of his talent is sourcing fabrics. He's really talented with it, and he's interested in it too. So he does a lot of work there, sourcing fabrics, um, which is going to perform better. Cost, of course, is a factor, but mostly performance, uh, warmth factors like insulations, different feathers. How can we be eco-friendly? 
little things like that, I think is important, especially as a small team, we could really focus on it and talk about it as a group. It's not just one person deciding it. It's kind of a collective, uh, you know, mind discussion of what we should do and how it's going to affect the brand. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool okay, to so see. We took a lot of the, the frivolous complaints about stuff that's out there, like not your brand, just all brands in general, like people get like the wrong size or they just don't try it on. Like, cause a lot of people shop online. Do you think it's like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you look online, like it, it looks great online. They get it and like, crap, your stuff is like great. So it's like, if you shop online, you're, su- you're probably pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Most people are, are actually more satisfied than they thought um, after they receive it. But yeah, I mean, the biggest issues we see, uh, zippers are a nightmare, unfortunately. Um, like, you know, two-way zippers, a lot of our products have those. They tend to have issues, mostly user error, but sometimes manufacturer error. Um, just dealt with two unhappy store customers today about zippers. And it's just, it's kind of a pain in the ass because you want to make a two-way zipper because it's convenient. If you're in and out of your car it all day, is. you're on the chairlift, it's nice to zip up the bottom. Mm-hmm. Got to wait. Got to zip up and zip down. Right. So that's, that's an issue for sure. Zippers. Um, but we're trying to trying our best to fix that. Yeah. How involved are you then? Cause I know you said you have a small team. Actually, how big is your, is the whole Terracia team? Um, there's five in-house employees. And then we have other than myself, like five other out of house reps that are technically not employees, but so a very small team, 10 to 15 people. Oh, wow. And how involved are you with Eric and the team kind of coming up with new products, like driving the vision of the brand? Uh, Too involved, in my opinion. Too involved? Um, Yeah. I mean, we had had to submit our factory order yesterday, and I was very much involved, which I appreciate. But sometimes it's uh, it could be frustrating because you just my job is to sell. I just want to go sell. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, asked such a, a heavy opinion of what colors to make and how many of each color. It's a little bit stressful, but to answer your question, I'm pretty involved in that <laughs> side of it too. <laughs> but it's cool so. that you guys are all like collaborating together, not like somebody's going off on their yeah. own doing something, right? Yeah. So like yesterday we had like a two hour meeting on just, again, submitting that factory order, you know, nice. Do we want to make 300 units of this color or that color? What will be more popular on online? What are we forecasting? You know, what color is going to be best for B2B? Because that's something we're trying to grow to is like commercial orders, private label. So yeah, it's kind of big decisions. Obviously a lot of money too, to make these decisions. But So what do you do when like celebrities that want to rep your brand, like contact you like Michaela Schifrin and Bodie Miller? Like they're they're probably contacting you all the time and just like, you got to turn them away. Like, hold on. We got the high flute ski ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Listen, That's Miss Johnny, come song. lately. We know our, our old school people. People are keeping it real. In the re- these are should be's, not has beens. That's right. Uh, Goddamn, that's hard. Yeah, guys- that's like a big part of it is is trying to land a celebrity to grow a brand. A lot of people have said that to us. And um, we what's a big celebrity? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> well, we, we had an interesting. Lead I'm only thinking about because I'm doing taxes right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be the opposite because you're doing your taxes. I'm doing TurboTax. I'm like, this is the Wesley Snipe version of TurboTax. Yeah. Honor. Uh, <laughs> God damn. That's a riot. Yeah, we, we had actually a lead with Dwayne Johnson, Mario. Believe it yeah. Or not. Like damn. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Because I. Terramana, Terracia. 
Terramana. I've been on sale with Jägermeister, and Jägermeister owns Terramana now. So it's oh, like, wow. Too. Yeah. All right. How how can we bridge that? XFL. Oh, so. You have a X, 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 XL jacket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. X, 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 FL jacket. <laughs> Quadruple X. Yep. He's a big man. Would, he, would you have that size available, or would that be a custom order? We have triple X, so there's a chance he can squeeze Only in pants, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> no tops, too. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like you mentioned Jägermeister. You guys like had just done at Snowbound a big custom yep. Jägermeister order, right? Yeah, Black Puffies with the Jäger logo like on the chest. It came out really good. Nice. I think next year we got to collaborate on like some some crazy marketing, like. We could do like a Jägermeister Irish car bomb thing. Like what? people be afraid and like, oh no, you got a jacket. Well, you know <laughs> what? We <laughs> could be the Yeezy to your gap. Oh, like we could have, like, I mean, you know, like those Dove shirts that he had that was selling for $175. And it's yep. funny because we talked about it the week before he came out. It was like, I love Hitler. And <laughs> Gap's like, yeah, we're not selling any of your clothes anymore. Yeah, we, we're we gonna give it away. <laughs> Dude, you went off the reservation. Uh, like, what the hell? Pull that right off the hangers. Yep. Just like <laughs> like slowly, just like, yeah, this is not gonna be on the store yeah. anymore. <laughs> like a Peter Griffin, like, I gotta just yeah. But we got like like that's like so Mario and I, like, you know, this podcast is a think tank. We had some genius, brilliant ideas, but we just need someone to help execute them. We could have some some fun, crazy designs we on the collaborate. Cost. Yes, we could, you know, we got some ideas. We're on the cusp of getting Bill Gates level funded. And no Elon Musk. Pre-greatness. <laughs> Pre-greatness. There you go. If they're yeah. listening to this podcast, they're ready to invest. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm on my toes. I hope you guys get it. <laughs> yeah. That's we're awesome. Not gonna, we're not going to forget you, Mike. Good. You've been there yeah, from the start. Push, You've been a big help. <laughs> That's right. So, now, so you said you guys, so you guys already have your big order in for fall, winter? Yeah, as of today, actually. Nice. Wow. So does it feel like a little bit of like a, a relief now to have that kind of off your backs? Hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's Was it like an over day, like you get a green sweater and you get a black pan, you get this and <laughs> something for everybody. Yeah, well, I mean the complicated thing is you gotta meet minimums with the factory, which is stressful for us oh, wow. because certain styles we just essentially can't make that minimum. So you either have to ditch the style or pay a pretty hefty surcharge sometimes up to like 40%, which is oh, wow. fucked up. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a relief for mostly Eric uh, to be done with that. He This time of year is uh, not a good time to be around him because he's always in a bad mood. Because <laughs> it's just not not a pretty time of year, but it's done. So nice. Well, I got to say, one of the things I noticed about your brand at the shows, right? Like when we're at the the snowbound expo um the ladies love your brand yeah they do like the dudes are cool and they like it and it's like it's good it moves pretty well but i tell you what ladies flock into it and it's i think part of it's the color the style the ease of it like they all like it and it's like it's really interesting to see the difference like i've seen them at that show i saw them at like different things like hella hansen and like all the other and they were at your place and they were loving it. I was like, this is pretty cool. It is cool. And you're totally right about that. It's something, um, a lot of the trimming and like the way it's hemmed is they say it's flattering, uh, believe it or not, like mm-hmm. the bibs are flattering for women and they, they look good. They feel good. Um, it's, it's tight, but not too tight in the chest. To, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. It's like the Lululemon. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. So like Lululemon that and colors. Of, of yeah. Yeah. 
stars like Quagmire. So do you? <laughs> so do you, is there any sort of like preview you can give us? Like, is there a a certain color that's going to be like? the hot thing in the fall like next season. Like how do you guys come up with that? Like, how do you, how do you gauge and figure that out? Yeah. So uh, a lot of it comes down to like trending and forecasting for colors. So our design team is based in Fort Collins and all they do is read up on trends or, you know, one of the people there does. And it's, it's pretty impressive because this year we rolled out uh Poinciana red, which is like a bright orangey red for men's in the Sorel. And we did a grape jam. We called it like a lavender in the ladies shell. That was an I, awesome color. I love yeah, that a, color. Yeah, it's a great color. So nice. when I when I got the sample set, I was like, "This is you know kind of interesting. We'll see how it does." And it freaking killed it. Like both those colors out of the product line just slammed it. And it was interesting to walk around the shows because every brand was pushing that out for next year hmm. uh, because okay. those colors are trending. So if you guys look around, like a lot of the athletes are wearing those colors now, and it rolls out to the public next fall because that you know they get it in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, like color trends are huge, um, forecasting color trends. Um, also the brand is trying to take a turn into more of a four season approach. So we're rolling out, uh, a lightweight puffy vest for like shoulder season stuff. Nice. Uh, we're rolling out a two and a half layer shell, which should be like a lighter version of the Sorel, um, more wearable on like a rain basis. And, um, even in the summer, like on a rainy oh, summer nice. day, you can throw it on. Yeah. Um, technical I like fees. how you said shoulder season. I'm like, I didn't know there was a shoulder season. I like that. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're in it at this point. <laughs> I think sure on, the, yeah. on the East Coast we are definitely. Yeah. Dude, we're in summer. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, no, I, I love that you guys are doing that because it's one of those. You know, you, you sent me this the technical sweatshirt, and I love that thing. And I was like, oh, I wish they had some sort of like joggers or something to go with it. I know. Because, I know. Like. You know, like, and like, or like the big thing for me is like, I like supporting ski brands, like four seasons. And I was trying to find any like sort of ski brand that makes shorts. You know, like I have, I have four pairs of Oakley shorts that are 10 years old and the, el- yeah. the elastic is just dying. I can't even put my cell phone in my pocket with my pants falling down and I need to replace <laughs> Bro, them. That's so a I'm wreck. Trying, I'm trying. Like, you need the house like that? Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. I have to stay at home. I don't have the shorts. To wear you can't out. go out. Yeah. So, like, I'll look at like Arcteric. It's like, oh, these shorts are like ninety five dollars. I'm like, isn't it like something that's like thirty five bucks for a pair of like nice shorts? Yeah. So, like, yeah. if you guys had like a like a because that's a big thing. Like Spider, Spider's doing it big. They're doing like their whole like surf brand now. They're doing a good like, job with it. Yeah. They're doing yeah. a great job. And you know, and says so like someone like me who's like always looking at at trying to support ski first companies uh, that's like my default I'm like okay and costco having it makes a big help too i will be honest i have like yeah, yeah. costco 10. spider thing i i had to do it because it was cheap I don't yeah know. they were selling i mean that's like a whole different price point and thing altogether yeah. obviously but right. it's like if they have it that's cool and then you know again if your brand had board shorts or like workout shorts because it seems like the workout i don't know product line seems to be a, like a nice easy pivot for outerwear and ski companies to move into right because it's kind of similar yeah. lifestyle yeah you didn't hear it from me but they are drawing up like an amphibious short so nice amphibious yeah amphibious. so like something you could you know jump in the i go left with. and right i'm amphibious like that <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that the hot should tub? be a cool crossover yeah, yeah. like Icelandic. they always do their like board shorts and they always do like 
awesome ones, but they're like $90 and they sell out like, like really quick. But that's, yeah. but it is cool because again, skiers want to support ski companies. So it's nice. like, you know, like the whole, like the meme, like shut up and take my money. It's like, even if you buy like another, like a, like a off the rack, just white label short and throw your logo on it. Like people be like, mm-hmm. Oh cool. It's Terracia. Like I'll buy it. Yeah, no, for sure. And even before I worked for Terracia, I was the same way. Like, let me buy shorts from a fly low or a spider, just support the industry. So yeah, I understand that. I think we do well with it too. A, a big crossover is mountain biking too. I think they'll make like a, you know, mountain bike pant, mountain bike Jersey, that sort of segment because most skiers ride bikes in the summertime. So yeah, those go hand in hand. That's yeah, awesome. it's like, again, like an easy pivot into that. And then, yeah, then you can yeah. focus on the, the workout. I mean, the workout line is pretty saturated, but yeah, we're, you know, skiers want to support ski companies. So they have a brewery, then a bike team. It's, it's a bracing team. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> Terracia beer, right? Terracia beer. <laughs> Terracia seltzer. You guys oh. drinking any good beers these days? What's new? Dude, when I'm, I was at Killington, I went back to the good old Hetty Topper, man. I just, yeah, I had to I'm get nice. back to the old school. It was Dude, nice. I'm I'm not I drinking any beers anymore. I am drinking seltzer with weed. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. They have like the like it's infused, or are you sitting on the side? There's like a weed additive, like, like there's like a uh, a sweet weed additive, like and you squeeze it up, you chuck it in there. It's called squeeze, and uh, I tell you, it's great. You put it whatever you want. I go out, oh, carry my squeeze with me, just. Boop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Brian, like have you seen those up north or no? I haven't seen those. I don't know. I haven't actually been to a dispensary here yet. Um, mm-hmm. just because I just, you know, I have medical, like it's well, not you have medical. We have like recreational. I'm sure, I'm sure they, I got to look that up to see if they recreational have has more stuff than, than medical. Right. Cause you know what? Like, and we've talked about it a lot in the podcast at least that like, you know, the whole thing Who's about Florida, it, man, the like, weed is nice. <laughs> like I love the way my brain functions on weed and I love that I wake up and like, it's like, Oh, the day's starting. It's not like yeah. you have like two, three beers and you're like next morning, you're like, Oh, oh shit. You're like, it's oh my disgusting. god, it's it's already seven or six, you know. Usually, like this morning, my thing, my son's new thing is almost like, let's start jujitsu first thing in the morning. It's like, hey, why don't you put me in a hold, level one, and we'll see if I can get out? I'm like, I just woke up. Oh, Wait, that's please. funny. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been drinking beer either. Actually, I've been drinking mostly tequila cocktails, like canned cocktails and that sort of thing, ciders. You know what? I tried up at I, I forget the name of the brand, but I got it up at Killington at the um, uh, the beer cave. Used to be the Fat Italian. Oh yeah, they had it was like a lime watermelon tequila can. Huh. It's like a thin green can. I don't know if you ever seen that. Was it Nantucket or no? No, it's uh, you know what? I'll check it out I'll, after we're done with this interview. I'll go and and find it. But nice. what I'm doing right now is I just took um the good old. You ever had you know, these spin drifts? Yeah, yeah those are good. Pineapple Spindrift with Kirkland Anejo tequila. Nice. Spindrift and weed. That's what I do. Spindrift. <laughs> Bobby approved. It's delicious. Yeah. Spindrifts is, is a good call, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing that as well. Yeah. The pineapple with a little bit of tequila. Very nice. Yeah, well, you know it's there, but doesn't, you know, right. doesn't slam your face into the wall yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. The night we went out in Boston, I was regretting that last cocktail. Very unnecessary. Yeah. The next morning was just like, oh, we got a whole day of stuff to do. Uh, You know what it was? We went to that college bar and the level of booze went from up here to like 
at the floor. Wow. So I think my my stomach just took a turn with that tequila, whatever that was. <laughs> that was a fun place. Though. Yeah, it was in a plastic yeah, bottle, so I don't think it was great. Mm. No, no, it wasn't great. No, but like no. you want to drink this straight? <laughs> exactly. Mm. I was joking around my boss, and he he loves like tequila. So it's funny, like we were talking. I'm like, so anything that's not in a plastic bottle, that's technically top shelf, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wackier the shape of the bottle, the better. That's right. true. That's right? true story. Yeah. yeah. It has a little sombrero on it. Gold. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else about Terracia that we can share? You want to do I guess Terracia.com? That's where Terracia.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll be at the Boston Ski Expo next year for listeners that are local to Boston. Um Snowbound. check us out. Yeah, that's like our biggest probably consumer show at the moment. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We will be there again in some way, shape, or form. We haven't really worked out the you details were, yet. We're hoping we work it out. And um we're hoping to be uh on stage again, but we'll see. Uh we're definitely gonna be there and be involved. I know it's earlier see. in November, which is cool, and it's gonna be in the kind of back on the waterfront area, right? What are they calling yeah. it? Oh yeah, see where we were before, like way Well back. they knocked that building down. Yeah. And there's and a it's... new convention center that's oh. Look Down up there. The name. Wharf? Is it the Wharf District? New and un, 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 a new snowbound. They're already. They're already well, it's at like the Boston Convention Center. They're calling it. Oh, are they? Yeah. There you go. But, I, but yeah, it's in a new spot. November Paul um, Revere Convention Center. The John yeah, Quincy yeah. Adams Convention Center. Samuel <laughs> Adams Convention Center. The nice Samuel thing. Jackson Convention Center. That'd be some <laughs> shit right there. The nice thing about that area is you got Trillium down there, which yeah, I know yeah. we we're talking about not drinking beers, but you know, when you're by Trillium, let's go there next year. Yeah, get definitely. back on that wagon yeah. or off yeah. that wagon. If you can get in. If you can get in. Well, I think there's like seven of them now. Like they start, there's like a lot of Trilliums now. So hopefully, hopefully get a shirt by then. Just be like, come on, man, we're going in. Yeah. <laughs> God, remember the, t- the first day we were there? It was like 12 degrees and we couldn't get in. We're That's like, oh, God, God, damn it. <laughs> oh, I know we had the, the crazy Uber driver that dropped us off like a bunch of blocks away and it's raining. Oh, the, that was the very first time we were there. Oh, the Uber driver, because we were like, with no idea we were going. You're we idiots. just like using Uber. Well, like, no, they had, an app. they had just moved. <laughs> Trillium had just moved to a different yeah. location. And they were, they, I guess the map we were looking at showed their old address. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a pouring rain miserable november boston night like it's probably 34 degrees and it was pouring yeah. rain and we just the guy dropped us off like this is the wrong spot he's like well i gotta go see ya, see ya. What the fuck? Fuck? No, in, this, in this alley just like getting dumped on with rain nowhere to go but Thanks, uh, that sucks. yeah yeah what are you gonna do we hated that guy well speaking of beat his ass later didn't we and in our <laughs> minds we did. in our Allegedly. in our autobiography it says that yeah <laughs> but speaking of things that suck you mentioned that being healthy right now, you had a very unfortunate incident back in March. So yep. would you care to, to walk us through the, uh, the gory details? Yeah. So I'll give you a date on it. Um, Feb, yeah. February 26th. I tore my ACL at Killington. And, oh, um, damn. At Killington. Kinda, yeah. I could kind of run you through the process, but essentially just normal day chasing my friend down dream maker which um is on the bare side of the mountain backside yeah and not 
a, a trail I usually frequent, but my friend tends to be into the park. So I was chasing him through there and smeared right before the half pipe wrong. And that farthest right edge was just sharpened the night before it caught on the snow. It was like two inches of powder on top of boilerplate. Oh. Caught some boilerplate. Again, just sharpened. My knee totally inverted in that direction. Big pop. Oh. Um, so it wasn't even fall- the head wall, right? It was the actual like terrain park part? Yeah, it was like right at the bottom. So you have visual of the lodge, uh, that last pitch. Yeah, just before <clears> the... Uh- they have a half pipe half and pipe to the right, right of that, right? There's like, literally, yeah, literally blends in with that other. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't fall. I uh, heard the pop. I'm like, Oh fuck. You know, maybe, maybe it's something minor. Who knows? Skied down, felt weird. Met my friend at the bottom, got out of my ski. Um, I have marker Griffins. I don't know if you guys have Griffins, but they're notoriously difficult to get into for a binding. Yeah. And my friend's like, Oh, well this will be the test. Can you get back in? And I go to get back in and my leg just doesn't have the power to go back into the binding. So I go inside, um, go downstairs to med clinic at Bear, which by the way, Killington med staff is the best ever. Nice. Like, it's my second or third time dealing with them and they're incredible. So thank you to them. But um, went down there. She kind of cleared me. She thought it was nothing major, maybe just a, you know, uh, pulled my calf or something that could sometimes cause a pop because my ACL at the time felt pretty stable. And that's because of the adrenaline and the inflammation that happens instantly. Um, oh, wow. The ACL essentially becomes protected by inflammation and tissue that blows up to protect the area. It's just human body craziness. Mm-hmm. But that's why if you get, you know, if you tear your ACL on a basketball court, you have to feel your leg immediately after it happens. And that's why they know because they have physicians all across the court in the NBA, um, for oh, example. Wow. But anything after about two-ish minutes, you got to get an MRI. You won't know. Hmm. Wow. So, um, actually, they gave me a ride back to Superstar. That's where I was parked at the base. Base of Superstar gave me a ride back because I didn't want to ski on it. And uh, ended up going to the Umbrella Bar and having two Red Bull tequilas. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which um, helped You're saying it was a great day. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, ended up working for the whole afternoon. I went to Woodstock wow. in Lebanon. And it was in Lebanon. You deserve a raise. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it was that afternoon when I was crossing the street with a client. I My leg gave out. And I'm like, oh, something's really wrong here. So... I worked that through sales pitch. Hold me. <laughs> yeah, hold me. <laughs> Didn't we have a moment? Aren't you going to buy some stuff? <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to say no after we all we've been through there, together. Yeah. Dude, exactly. we were so close. I looked you in the eye. Come on, man. It was a younger buyer too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I went home and essentially got home that night. Put the leg up. And I just couldn't walk like immediately. Damn. As soon as my body finally wound down from adrenaline alcohol all the above i just knew that something right, i gotta not stop drinking there you go <laughs> yeah just keep drinking <laughs> so yeah it's two it weeks was, later found that in torn <laughs> yeah not even i landed an mri like 48 hours after which was really lucky oh. called pretty much everywhere in new england just i would drive anywhere to get it because rutland was telling me three weeks so i'm like three Damn. weeks like, three weeks three Jesus. weeks Portsmouth was telling me three weeks. It was crazy. So I found like a, a, a smaller place that was able to do it pretty quickly. Hmm. And um, yeah, consensus was ACL completely torn grade three, which is as bad as it gets. Whoa. But wow. also 
you know, there's a blessing in disguise there because it's better than it being partially torn. Sometimes that could cause more complication in the surgery. Mm. Uh, essentially, they have to snip it to make it completely torn. So it might as well naturally be torn off. Wow. Yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah. So it was definitely an unpleasant like 48 hours after finding out. Uh, it's definitely like a reality check because imagine if you do an MRI like drive through. Like Brian's drive through MRI, just like drive through. Like, come on, MR drive, MR drive. Nice, nice. Well, here's an interesting parking lot too. Interesting statistic. Uh, Says if you ski, chances are you know more than one person who has heard the pop and then gone under the knife for reconstruction, spending at least six months rebuilding their quads, which have shriveled to the size of chicken legs from lack of use. Most most recent figures reveal that more than one hundred thousand ACL reconstructed surgeries are performed in the u.s each year Damn. injury is skyrocketing among 14 to 18 year olds and it's increased 147.8 percent over the last 10 years and 2.3 percent annually according to the american Damn. academy of pediatrics Damn. unreal whoa hmm. yeah so now, it's, a, it's a pretty popular injury but it's 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 an intense one like i feel like a lot of popular injuries aren't that intense and that um, involved. I mean, an eight to 12 month recovery for an ACL is, is crazy to me. Yeah. Long fucking time. So, yeah. So now where are you at with your, your physical therapy and recovery? Yeah. So I'm at day 20 post-op, um, able to walk as of probably like day eight after post-op, I was able to walk pretty good as of this past Monday, like two days ago, I got cleared from the brace. Nice. I got cleared to drive. So Huge step. And yeah, I'm in a much better headspace now, but it's a long road ahead for sure. So, well, it's hard because you're thinking about like all the stuff that's ahead of you and, you know, because you know there's going to be therapy and like maybe surgery. So it's, it's yeah. good that you're past the, a lot of that and now you're just on the mend, right? Yeah, the, the tough part is over. It's what everybody keeps telling me. You know, surgery and those five to 10 days after were pretty, pretty tough. Um, I was only on the big drugs for probably 48 hours and then I was able to get off of them, but hmm. you definitely need them for those first couple of days. Definitely need get, never get over the big drugs. So, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that just, felt pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Keep Change. a few around just in case. <laughs> I did. I did. Keep around yeah. recreationally. Just saying. You know, like to keep it in like the emergency, just in case of emergency <laughs> break glass. You know, that's great. Doctor, my arm still hurts. Can you give me another refill? Yeah. <laughs> I slept pretty damn good on those things. Um, <laughs> I gotta yeah, say, I, when I broke, I broke three ribs, and <clears throat> I tell you what, they gave me painkillers, and they were—I don't know what they were. They weren't maybe oxycodone or whatever. And I took them, like, and then I was like, "Well, I only took one day of them, but can I get a refill?" <laughs> the doctor's like, sure. Rifa, I held those things for like a year. I was like, they were recreational. I was like, why not? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah there's, the player. I think the, the second night I took them, I was laying in bed and I just started getting pretty wacky. Oh, yeah. All like, I have Damn. this picture right here of uh, Johnny Collinson shredding this insane line in Alaska nice. doing a backflip. And I actually saw him doing the backflip over and over. He <laughs> <laughs> just keeps flipping. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't stop flipping. So I was like, "All right, time for bed." <laughs> did, did he have an ACL injury last year? I think he did. He, he something did something super the, gnarly, right? Yeah, it might have been the ACL and and more like meniscus, MCL type. Yeah. Wow. 
That's like your spirit skier then right there. Yeah. I was telling, um, I was telling Brian earlier that, uh, Delia Cupper, she's a skier out of the Pacific Northwest, just tore hers and she's rides for, uh, K2 gyro and a few more brands. So it's kind of interesting to see like these athletes progress after such a surgery. Wow. A little so, bit of a morale boost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what are they saying your, uh, your total recovery time would be? Um, before I can return to sport, it's eight to 12 months, um, wow. eight to 12 months, wow. which is All a right, big so range. I mean, there's four months. Of like, you know, hopeful thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy a pass for next year. I've already decided that Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for me to push into skiing and, and tear it again. God forbid. So yeah, that's smart. You know, that's smart. If thing, I can right? ski next March. Great. But if not, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, luckily you're young, you're in good shape. Like you kind of have, are in the best position you can be to get through yeah. it as, as early as possible. So you have that right. going for you? For okay. sure. And PT is great. I've got a good therapist here in New Hampshire that I see twice a week for uh, the next two months. That's the frame there. And then so I go ski? strength training. Can't ski. <laughs> no. How about ski jumping? <laughs> Not quite. I could, I could jump at five months. Because <laughs> you know what? When you're yeah. in the air, you, there's no pressure Everything's at all. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's that good. <laughs> How so about snowblades? Snowblades. I don't know. I haven't asked that one yet. <laughs> yeah. See. So, do you do you envision this experience leading to different products that you want to get involved in? In regards to selling, for well, I mean, ski I mean, jumping. it's probably ski jumping. It's, it's probably too early now, but you know, kind of with your history and your background, maybe again, I'm it's. I probably should ask this a year from now. Like, is there something that you feel like you can almost like design better now because you've had this experience, like a different sort of um, base layer with support or change a design of something. Like, so it's, it's almost like, yeah. Hey, think about this going forward versus me asking you the question now, like what, like, thinking about the injury, is there a different product line that you could like see this leading into because of where your job role and mm-hmm. experience of doing this. Yeah. I mean, from a product perspective, um, I mean, I certainly wish I was wearing a brace because that could have helped. Uh, even some sort of sleeve I was reading could help with some padding, just help eliminate that pop. Really? Um, the Terracia sleeve. Terracia sleeve. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, the, um, like a brace layer, like that kind of. Yeah. Actually pant. I have one somewhere. Terracia sleeve. Right Make here, it like, smaller. The Terracia mini sleeve. Even like a compression from copper fit, like this is what I've been wearing just for some compression, but even something like this to kind of compress your muscles is helpful. Um, You see like the knee binding is kind of interesting. It's actually a brand. It's called knee binding. Teresian knee hugger. Boom. (laughs) Great name. (laughs) Knee hugger. Knee hugger gives you a little, little, little hug. Cause we talked to the guy from brace layer a couple years ago and he sent us some, uh, some pieces I don't know if you've ever, are you familiar with that brand at all? No, I'm not. What are they called? Brace layer. Check them out. Um, I know they're doing a big, like 50% off sale now. So basically it's almost like a knee sleeve built into a base layer pant. Yeah. It's like partial compression throughout the, the build and like the knees are all like compression. And then like there's compression in different areas, like to, to 
like different strengths, I guess. Yeah, it's a really nice pant. And I, I remember I told him when I when we interviewed him, you put them on and you actually feel like a superhero. It has that kind of like yeah. that fit to it, you know, that that kind of yeah. tightness. And I mean, I wear it almost all the time when it's cold. Um, it's a little too hot when you wear it in the um, in the warmer temperatures. But they have a couple mm-hmm. different uh, thicknesses. They do biking stuff too, but yeah, I know it's kind of biking, hockey, and skiing. Yeah, I know it's a little it's late now, but it's a product maybe worth checking out. Yeah, they actually have one with a boot cut for an Alpine boot. Yes, mm-hmm. and we gave them feedback saying like, "Hey, these because the guy he's like a tall dude. He's based out of Whistler. Um, he's like, he's like, yeah. You guys mentioned that it's a little bit long. He's like, a couple of people have mentioned that too. I'm like, yeah, if you mm. had like a tight like one that was maybe like a three quarter length, that would be perfect. So they there took you our go. advice. That out. Uh, yep. Yeah, they they got that one out, and now. They got a 50% off sale. Not that we're affiliated with them officially, but it's a. Uh, no, I actually uh, I like these a lot. This is interesting. Yeah, it's a nice product. I'll have to look at these yeah, a little bit more. Good. Yeah. I actually uploaded awesome. the uh, hockey ones and he liked them for a little while. And then he was like, nah, I don't need. Like, now he goes at regular uh, underlayers because he's a rebel. He's 16. So they're <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I know it all. Knows it all. Yeah. Yep. I've got a brother who, yeah, who's I know it all. Yep. Yeah. So you're doing um, your PT yeah, I mean, now? other than that, this the skis too, like I mentioned to you guys, uh, it makes me wonder if I shouldn't be on such a heavy ski. Mm, all right. Um, so we'll see what happens there. So as much as the experience sucks right now and sucked the last month, perhaps you've gaining some sort of wisdom and maybe it'll, it'll move you into a different, well, obviously taking you in a different direction in your life, but perhaps that's like the, the, next chapter in your life because of this so you know again it's easy to to think about like what ifs or if i hadn't gone down that stupid trail or wore a different ski but you know this hadn't gone down that trail he would never be into terracy hot tubs boom yeah you never know like the (laughs) terracy brewery i don't know it's like wide open but imagine perhaps the week after if you hadn't done that then maybe the week after you went out and you did the ACL, MCL meniscus, you know, like there's, there's worse things that can always happen. No, I'm, I'm very grateful. Hot, that was just ACL. Parking lot operate. That's it. You just got to put the positive. Let's arrange that. Cause that sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm glad we got to ski on up at Waterville Valley. That was a super fun day. Unfortunately, awesome. we, I had to, to make my, what was it? Six hour the six hour drive? I think it was a six hour drive. Yeah. That you was know, my, a whole. It's funny. I was telling Mario after, I'm like, my only regret, didn't get to have a drink with you guys. And I stopped at the Dunkin' Donuts instead of the good coffee shop, apparently oh. in Campton. But, <laughs> oh, you know, a, yeah, bad move. What's that? That's, uh, that's Dunkin', man. <laughs> what's that? What was that brand? The um, Common Man? Yes. Common Man. Common Man. Yeah. Those are all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Now there was something like in Campton on the other side of Dunkin' Donuts I didn't know existed. I was just like, ooh, bathroom, ooh, coffee. But see, it's got to find a little bit. Um, what's over there? There's a ski shop over there. There's a gas station. Yeah. Maybe there's a little coffee shop over there. I've never been. Next time. You know right. why? Because it wasn't as Brian Dunkin'. Didn't have a good time there. No. <laughs> Slam dunk. Waterville's Dunkin'. pretty cool, guys. We should go back there. That was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, other really than the lift failing, I mean, that was a good day. Oof. Yeah, that was- yeah. Now that was good. 
Good mountain. The um, Mad River Coffee House. That's what Mad it's called. River. Interesting. Check that out. Yeah, yeah it's on uh, Riverside Road. Cool. Cool. So hmm. it's kind of like not really off the beaten path, but you got to turn off a of 49 there. Uh, go past the hardware store and it's right there. That's a gorgeous road going up to the mountain, huh? Tripoli it's, Road. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Waterfall. Yeah, Mario, how was, how was your experience catching the plane and all that? You had a long day. Um, you know what? I threw everything in the car. just went, I was like, had a change out by the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumped in and drove. I got there. Everything was timed perfectly. I, I didn't have a lot of uh, like extra time, but it was like kind of just kind of got there. Boom. Right in, right out. And yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Had you ever seen time? That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. How were how is the um how are the bars down there in Waterville? Would you actually stay on the mountain there for a drink after or would you go off somewhere? Yeah. The bar right at the lodge is sick because it's like they have big garage doors, they open up, and that was a beautiful bluebird day. So nice. Um it's they got a ton of beers on tap, full bar. I would recommend that for sure. And then they have a village. Like if you're going back towards ninety-three. Before you make the right on Tripoli, you make a left, and there's a whole village with condos and shops and more bars downtown in Waterloo nice. Valley. Okay. So, yeah, there last year I actually stayed there. Though, is there? Yeah. Is there what? There isn't that much stuff down there though in that village, is there? I mean, there's a lot um, of like not as much condos as like Stratton, but there's still a few good bars and restaurants that are worth checking out. Oh, yeah. okay. That yeah. whole area is cool. Like we went to that one place. What town was that in, Brian? The um that place would be which one plymouth no we were up by uh we were in plymouth and we went to that one bar crap it was in um was that after we went to cannon oh was it cannon oh i think it might have been the night between yeah after cannon we went to franconia and Mm -hmm. then we went up to bethlehem yeah and bethlehem is where that awesome is that brewery uh, the um, reckless Reckless. That's Reckless what it was. Brewing, yeah. Yeah, that place yeah, was dynamite. Sick. Yeah, I've never been there. Cool. That was legit. So many good breweries around. It's it's crazy. Can't yeah. That was one of the big pipe for the taps and everything. Yes, yeah, so we were oh, very impressed right. with the craftsmanship and the yeah, cement right. cast bar they had there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was quality. I guys got to get up here more often. There's plenty of mountains to check out. Yeah, you know, on ninety three. So many. So much cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How um have you skied Waterville on like a, a heavy powder day or when you can like pop in the the glades? I haven't. No, I'm dying to though because I heard there's some pretty awesome glades in there. It looks like I tell you what that mountain, the shape of it, the way it's laid out, really nice. I don't know. I was I liked it. It just felt nice. You know, it needs yeah, a water park. <laughs> no, it's a water park for me and my family to go up there. That would be like that's hire the kids that's, out. <laughs> that's our jam these days, man. Water parks. <laughs> well actually Waterville Valley is trying to get permitting to expand so if you're looking at the mountain like that top right peak is currently state land they're trying to put a lift up to that nice so, interesting and so when the uh, family who owns it is the governor's family it's yes. amazing how many pieces of legislation get pushed through so easily <laughs> permits very easily right very quick yeah it took a couple hours yep. hey it fell off a truck forget about it <laughs> forget about it <laughs> He was just on, um, Sununi was just on Bill Maher recently. He's a wacky guy. Is he? Yeah. I don't really know too much about him. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just a little, a little wacky. Because isn't there yeah. like a trail called like Governor or something? Or Governor's yeah. Trail? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Chris and The Schwendi Hütte. I'm telling you, you guys need to make sure you hit the Schwendi Hütte next time. I couldn't get to it. The lift wasn't running. I know. Well, yeah. they finally opened up that uh, Sunnyside triple. Yeah, that was good in there. You can get to that from there. Remember that kid that wiped out? You helped him out. Dude. That I, I was telling Mario about that. I'm like, like he was like Yards trying out. to hit like maximum speed. Like he just like was just going, just exploded, going, and he just like just blew up. And you heard the whole lift like was like, oh. And I go up to him like, hey man, are you okay? He's like, surprisingly, yes. I'm like, are you trying to do like suicide by ski? Like, what are you doing, bro? Oh my god! Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Boom. just exploded it was like <laughs> christmas vacation when like he puts the the non he puts like that <laughs> lubricant on the sled and just like launches down it was just like that on skis <laughs> and then explosion bam yeah that's uh, awesome so mike anything else you want to share chime in comment that's it i mean if, if you want some acl tips for those who uh who want it, I'd say explore your surgeon and do research on uh, who you get done with. And also the graft. Um, I was telling you, Brian, before, but there's many options and where they pull the tissue to repair it. So research that because certain sports that you do may benefit more from a certain graft. Or where they pull yours from? Patella tendon. Yeah. So the part of the knee, right? Or no? Yeah, Yeah. it's it's essentially your kneecap. Um, So they pull the tissue from the kneecap and, and put it together. Yep. grow back or something or it's just no it's gone. wow no, yeah it's well there's some there still but it's the other alternative is the quad which would have been four to see four to six weeks of no walking which i didn't really like and it's a oh, little wow. bit more of a recovery and the other one's the hamstring which is sometimes hit or miss um because it's going to give you the option for like cadaver or no <laughs> no they, they don't do that anymore apparently really yeah because yeah, it can not upon or well, your body can reject it because you know that's that's the whole thing is at least you're taking it from your own body you know your your own body isn't going to reject damn no i have a, like friends that had their their knees redone with cadaver and i was like is that messed up they're like i don't care i just my knee works now so weird <laughs> yeah i mean yeah fair enough but it's so cool how they the whole process has evolved so much too. You know, yeah. like the way it seems like yeah. every, you know, 10, 10, 15 years, the amount of time they've chopped the recovery down to seems to have a significant reduction because they're coming up with these new methods, these new ways of doing it, these these new techniques. Because I mean, you probably have like a little scar on there now versus, you know. 20 30 years ago you yeah. have this mat the massive you know zipper that they put on there yep. so it's pretty i mean it's it's about two and a half inches it's pretty big actually but is it it's clean they That's you know it's all said. internal <laughs> nice ah, ah. easy easy Boom. Clean. 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 It. set it up <laughs> <laughs> they um what was i gonna say i don't even know Fuck. <laughs> that was good clean two and a half <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing major yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty uh, crazy though. But uh, it. it's, it's all internal stitching. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah. it looks, it doesn't look too gnarly. But no, I love yeah. that that advice to to kind of look around and, and talk to the different surgeons because. So what do you yeah. look for? You look for like experience or type of surgeries or it's kind of. Yeah, I got three opinions. Um, 
two guys oh, cool. wanted to do a quad graft and the last guy I saw wanted to do what I did was the patellagraft. Huh. And okay. just the attitude from the surgeon I went with, it was so much better, a lot more optimistic, wanted to get me back on skis for next year. You know, that sort of mindset, a lot younger, probably in his forties where the other two guys were like, yeah, we'll get it done. You know, a lot, a lot less optimistic, I guess. It's Did they ask how to borrow mustaches. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, so, you won't be on skis for like five years. Yeah, Let's find super negative. Kadama. I can find one for you quick. <laughs> I got a guy. Kadama. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, no, they're actually they're actually doing stitching now. You can stitch together your ACL, but there's not a ton of wow. research on it yet. So that could so be popular in the next. If few years. they had it where you could. Like they had a cyborg knee. Would you get it done after you got injured or before? Think about that, right? That's they actually talk about like baseball players, like pitchers, getting a Tommy John surgery when they're in high school in preparation for them pitching and not having to have it later. Isn't that messed up? Getting a pre-surgery before you're even injured. like Just to eliminate injury possibility, yeah. Isn't that like, I don't know. Would you do that for skiing? Like if you're a mogul skier, would you do that like on your knee? If maybe it helps, I don't know. Well, I said that's, that's potentially what we could be in for in the future where, you know, remember that like before he murdered his girlfriend, that Oscar, (laughs) Oscar Pistorius had those like blade legs and he was like faster on those blade legs than a regular person would be. Crazy, and then man. what happens when the technological like, chopping girls heads off at that? <laughs> that got all crazy. He got a little weird there, but like, imagine <laughs> if they, the, the technological evolution is better than the human version. Yeah. Would you want to do that versus having like the, the au natural version? Yeah. You know, it's something that we're going to probably have to like deal with. Implants, in the next right. You should have a podcast on that. It's an interesting topic. <laughs> it isn't. That's that's we're gonna need Mario squeeze. We're all gonna have a couple squeezes. You're gonna need a lot of squeezes. Ew, that's what she said. <laughs> and then we're gonna do some discussing. Some squeezing, then some discussing. <laughs> we're gonna figure some things out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Let me start a podcast. This will make you figure some shit out. <laughs> that's what we right. try to do. Try to make people think a little bit. Maybe learn a little bit and have a couple laughs. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Terracia, go check them out, terracia.com. Best of luck to you in your recovery. Yeah, recover um, well, man. And Thanks, if you want to, people want to follow you, how do they follow you? You're on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally just my first and last name, Mike Arcira, with three O's at the end. So A R C I E R O O O. All that was available. Oh, oh. So. <laughs> that's that's uh, so well, version. <laughs> Someone has, the, someone has the two O's. Someone does have the two O's. Damn. Damn. No. <laughs> Did you go to three? Some you know what? Somewhere. Someone yeah. else had to go to four. Four. I'll go to five. I don't care. <laughs> this goes crazy. <laughs> Mike, it's no. always a pleasure no. chatting with you. Thanks for coming on and best of luck with this rehab. And we're going to ski with you next season. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. All thanks right. for having me on. All right. My pleasure. Time. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you want more information or links, go to our website, skibumpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped, at skibumpodcast. You like what you hear? Support us. Be a patron. Patreon.com slash skibumpodcast. Support us. 
email send us one ski bump podcast gmail.com go to our youtube it's also ski bump podcast thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it talk to you guys next week stay high stay food see ya